Me and Ben came up with a new song for you. And? To the tune of Puff the Magic Dragons. Paul the Bin's producer. <laughs> that's all I got. That's it? You know? That's it. Yes. That's yeah, not, not, it's not all that... Uh... Hey, it's... As most things, I'm good on concepts, bad on execution. It's, it's, it's lacking a little something in substance, I'm thinking. I just thought of it five minutes ago, dude. Perhaps it wasn't ready. Perhaps it wasn't ready to roll out. I'm thinking, you know, you, I'm thinking you're gonna have to polish that turd a little bit. <laughs> Paul the Pins producer lived by the by the. Hawaii. Hey, yeah, and frolicked in the autumn. Mm. In a land called East Meadowy. Gotta read it. <laughs> no. Little Jackie Paper, little comic papers, loved that rascal Paul and brought him strings and ceiling racks. And, uh, yeah, okay. Have to work on that. Back to the bins. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it. You're supposed to go move it. Hello and welcome to Move It to the Bins. Boom, 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 boom. I'm your rocking and moving host. Yeah, right. I can't sell that. No, not at all. Nobody's buying. <laughs> they ain't buying what I'm selling. So happy New Year, Bill. Happy New Year. Wait, wait. No, that's uh, Frosty says happy birthday. Did I ever tell you the story about Frosty the Snowman? No, I don't think I don't did. did. Did I mention this in the Dark Christmas episode that you've deleted and we don't have another copy of? Trust me. No, I, the listeners, I told the, the listeners are happy. I was t- telling the kids this that the first time I saw Frosty the Snowman on, on TV, I missed the last like two minutes of it. So for a year, because remember we couldn't watch those whatever we, we wanted to. That I thought Frosty was dead. <laughs> I thought he died at the end of the thing, and I was so depressed. <laughs> I was just really, really distraught by that, and it took me a whole year. Like ah. I don't know if I can watch this again. It was so, so, so you know, sad that he, that he dies. And then uh, there it was. He was back. Santa came. Hey, what do you know? So, but yeah. I'm getting a call. Thing. Hang on, baby. Oh, my God. Be right back. Luckily, Frosty was saved to the theme song of Indiana Jones. So I'll just carry the show along while Paul takes his phone call. Of course, he'll edit all this out, and you'll never hear it anyway. So I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Mine was meh, it was okay. It was all right. Fair to partly cloudy. We didn't get any rain, though. Uh, and uh, so Paul and I are deciding tonight to do a little New Year's special. We haven't quite decided. I think we're going to do some emails because we've really gotten behind on the emails. Maybe we'll clean out the email bag as the, uh, the idea for the New Year. Of course, he doesn't know that because he's not back from his phone call yet. And I'm just... Vamping, vamping, basically talking to myself while my son sits behind me playing Battlefront 2, which apparently a lot of people think is not a good game, but uh, hey, you know what? I like it, so screw everybody. So that's my take on it. You know, yeah, they don't, uh, they get rid of the microtransactions, so I'm fine with that. But, but of course, this is not a video game podcast. This is a comic book podcast. So I'm waiting for my co host to get off the phone. <sighs> Obviously, I'm still by myself. All by myself, I'm going to do the show all by myself without Paul. Yeah, he was criticizing me earlier for a, for a song I came up with that, oh, it wasn't, I think that's not a well-thought idea there, Paul. Well, excuse me, Raymond. Um, anyway, well, when Paul gets back, we're going to jump in, I think, to the first email, maybe do some more chit-chat. Uh, oh, I gotta ask him if he got a. Uh, I sent him a package. I wonder if it came in. He did. You know what? I 
I guess it didn't because he didn't mention it. So stop me before I tangent again. <sighs> well, I guess I'll get the first email open while I'm waiting. I can't cut it out. What do you mean you can't cut what out? Who? What? I said, no, he can't cut it out. Sure he can. Paul can edit whatever he wants. He is the master editor. He is the producer. I am but a lowly peon at his... Uh, uh, I, I'm... You're his precious little snowflake. What? I'm not his precious little snowflake. You're a precious little snowflake. You're a millennium wannabe. Why don't you just shut up and play your game that I have paid for? Pain in the butt. Well, that's a good sniper spot. Well, but I see you're distracting me. I, I got to get back to the game. I mean, the, the show. The show game. The game show. But I'm botch. Ah, anyway, I'll get the first email open. And we'll wait. And wait. And waiting. Riveting. Excuse me, I got a burp. Kill myself. Hey, jump back. Kill myself. Hey. I hope he makes that sound clip. Oh, Paul makes everything I say a sound clip, Dan. <laughs> Don't you know that? You haven't heard the end of the shows. Random effects by Dr. Bill. Oh, yes. Yes, the Dr. Bill soundboard, you know. Oh, my spine. And uh, other great ones like, uh, you know, belching and sit, ubu, sit, and uh, everything else I do. <sighs> everything I do, I do it for you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Even Ben can't keep a straight face with that one. <sighs> my, my, my. My, my, Mr. Spataro Pie. Drove my Durango to East Meadow. Oh, boy, that just fell apart. But East Meadow was dry. Some good old boys was drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade, eating pie, singing this will be the day that I get fat. Well, too late. This will be the day that I get fat. Do, 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 do. I'm glad I can make my son laugh. That's about it. Oh, really? <laughs> Really, thanks. He says, oh, that's, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Laugh while you can, monkey boy. Well, you already are home, so that doesn't really, what line doesn't work. But you, I've never, you've never even seen Buckaroo Banzai, have you? I have it on DVD. I, I have it, I believe I have it on Blu-ray. I, I haven't seen A Christmas Story either. Or something like that. Oh, what, you haven't seen A Christmas Story? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Ho, ho, ho. About rings and injuries. No, not the. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta see it's a wonderful. You haven't seen it's a wonderful life. I have not. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. And then everybody cries. Through those puddles. <laughs> wow, wow, Mr. Potter. Wow. Would you like to know how many steps I've taken today? I don't care how many steps you've taken. You need to go watch It's a Wonderful Life and come back and do a, I want a report. I want it uh, done in uh, triplicate. I want a full uh, breakdown of the story. Four-inch margins. I, 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 that's right. Four-inch margins? <laughs> what, are you going to have like one line going right down the middle of the page? I said 12-inch margins. 12-inch margins? Yeah, you are going to have one, you know, it'll be a 2,000-page paper. <laughs> And it'll only be a paragraph. Nice. Yeah, well, we've received a message from Paul. Sorry. Oh, well, he's not sorry, Charlie. He's not sorry. She says he should be on in a minute. So I, I think I can keep this, this train a-rolling all night long. Train keeps a-rolling. 
Well, we're a little Aerosmith there. What? 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 <laughs> should be a sit-down comedian. A sit-down comedian. Was that a fat joke? <laughs> Why don't you go blast the Imperials or the Rebels? Which one? Laughing, laughing boy. This is abuse I gotta put up with. <laughs> yeah, you guys think it's you know, oh, Dr. Bill's life's all fun and games. Yeah. I got my mini me clone. I gotta deal with. Jeez. Mom. 50 You're 50% mom. You're 50% mom. Well, that makes you even worse. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, what are you? Mm, no, just. Mm, mm. Yeah. What about turning to a. A what? what oh, a Wookiee? Oh, sorry. What is it? Hello. You, when they turn to Lando. You look like a baby Wookiee. Hey, actually. You're hitting puberty. It's a. <laughs> voice changes. Changes. Gotta buy your razor now. And shave you like a Wookiee. Hold you down and shave your head. What? What? Tarnation? Oh, boost. Ben got a Porg, uh. Porg, uh, stuffed, like, tiny little animal thing. I got a Star Wars pillow myself. Oh, Ben's leaving now. I don't know where he's going. What are you getting the Porg? This is a audio medium. Getting the Porg does not help anything. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I told everybody a day before Christmas, you know, I'd kind of like a, you know, I think those porgs are kind of cute. I wouldn't mind, a, you know, like a porg that makes sounds. And they all looked at me like, really? Now you tell us? You could have told us before? I get it. It's a porg. Yeah, it's great. Nobody can see it except me and you. Oof. Get it out of my face. Get that porg out of my face. You don't know where that porg's been. Look at those beady eyes. <laughs> beady eyes. It looks kind of like Chris Tyler. Oh, sorry. Whoops! It's about the same height. Ooh, ooh! Sorry, hair metal. Sorry, sorry. We're just, you know, I'm, you, you know, we're kidding. We, I mean, we kid because we love. We saw them. They, they started to break the Falcon. <laughs> ben saying you would break the Falcon, Chris. I, I think he's wrong. Although I would like to see you splattered up against a windshield in a little porg outfit. That would be awesome. I really hope Paul keeps this in somewhere <laughs> at, the, at the beginning, or this big, long Dr. Bill rambling interlude. The father-son banter. Yes, the father-son banter. Yes. Yes. Uh-oh, he's back, the Emperor. Yes, yes. It was going the way I planned. That is how I have foreseen it. Now, really? kill your son. <laughs> <laughs> what? And <laughs> take your rightful place in jail. <laughs> so you've seen, uh, I had quite a long, ra some, some rambling in there. I think you should keep all, all that in. It was some good stuff, I think. Oh, I'll have to listen through it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so you've seen, uh, the new movie, right? I have. Obviously, because you did a show on it. Just, Mr. Rife and I. I'm curious as to what your rating was. You're gonna have to listen. Oh, come me. on! You can't. You just, just between you and me, and everybody else is. Between listening. you and me, it's somewhere between yours and yours four. Well, <laughs> smart ass. When are you putting it up? Uh, we, uh, well, we and a half from now. Oh, okay. Well, I enjoyed it, so. I did. All. So I, I gave it a. Mm, yeah. Yeah, if you try to think too much, you kind of start to unravel things, which is like, ah, I just won't. Ah, no. And it unraveled a lot. There were a couple of things about it that I just didn't, you know, that didn't grow. That's the only thing that I did. I didn't think that the logic fell apart so much. Yeah. But one of our big criticisms was that, uh, that, what's her name, uh, the, Daisy Ridley? No, the, 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 the chick who, uh, who took over when Leah was in, uh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. That, that instead of letting Poe just run him up, she should just tell him, this is our plan. Yeah, yeah. But, but that, that goes more to bad leadership than it is bad writing. Mm. Yeah, she, she was a bad leader. You know, leading, leading the re rebellion in a party dress. Like, like she came from a rave with her purple hair. And, uh, and we really didn't like the Leah saving herself with the force scene, but I think that's universal. People didn't like that. Mm. But 
um, one thing I did glean from another podcast, I don't know if you were aware of, I guess at the end of um, Rogue One, when Jin was going through the, um, the lists of projects, and I don't think Ben knows this either, when she was looking through the list of projects, one of the projects listed in there was hyperspace tracking. Oh. So there was a there was a precedence set that the Empire was working on this very thing of hyperspace tracking. Although it was probably lost when that whole planet was blown up. Well, ago, they, I they didn't know up for quite a while. Forty years. Yeah. So. But my big thing was the way that they cut that scene, the way they said, "We have, I have them on a string. And they immediately, she immediately showed Finn. I thought they had a tracker implanted in Finn. was the way I in, interpreted that whole scene. So I think the editing could have been tightened up a little bit in that movie. But this is not a Star Wars The Last Jedi podcast. Yeah. This is a, what are we doing again? Uh, this is Back to the Bins. Back to the Bins. Back to the Bins. Or as in French, the beans back to. It's an unexpected Clouseau level of French. You just say the phrase with an accent and say the words backwards, and it's suddenly, you know, another language. So I have the first email up if you'd like a uh, surprise, surprise. We're going to knock out some of this email. What's the subject on this one? This is episode 295, On the Road. Okay. You comes, comes from our good buddy, Rich Shannon. So this one is a callback to when I was, when Scott and I were in, uh, in, Saint, in Port Richie. Yep. Meeting up with Dr. Bill. Yep, we drove up, picked your butt up, and, and uh, then we, okay, so, it says, Dear Binzers, what was a restaurant you three had lunch in? Judging that was music, a restaurant. <laughs> well, it says, judging from the music, I would guess you were in something like a Buffalo Wild Wings or TGI Fridays. Wrong! But something of that ilk. Yeah, well, can we not say because... It's <laughs> <laughs> subtle, uh, Oh, sorry. Well, let's just say... Uh, Woodsy the Owl. Woodsy the Owl would be the mascot. Okay, there you go. <laughs> So, love the banter in this non-comic review episode. You should do another one the next time you three get together. Well, anytime we do get together, we do those those eating, you know, because it's eating's what we like to do. So, uh, oh, <laughs> P.S. Scott screams like a girl. <laughs> well, Scott is a girl. Yes, I'm finally finally ready to reveal that fact. Scott is a girl. He's a little girl at heart. <laughs> uh, let's see. You want me to do another one? Yeah, I'll take the next one. Okay, it should a really be really long one. Yes. Our friend Socrates, and the subject is Irma. Because as you recall, in September we had some hurricane issues. Mm. And Socrates said, I know Scott and Dr. Bill live in Florida like me. I'm on the East Coast, so Irma didn't get us too bad. I hope both and their loved ones are okay. Well, I'm happy to report to you several months later that they're all still okay, they Neither one of them got hit too hard. And, no, uh, Scott had some water intrusion that damaged some comic book boxes. I went to the extreme and raised all my comic books three feet off the ground and bagged each individual box in plastic, which still, by the way, I still have about three-quarters of my collection still in bags. So yeah, I'm working on that. You're ready for next year's hurricanes. Well, actually, when I take the bags off, I am saving the bags just in case. I'm not going to, you know, just rip them. That's what takes so long. It's like tied the shit out of them, and I can't get them knots undone. And then I kind of give up, and, you know, I see something shiny and move on to something else. <laughs> Such is life. So I have another one. And this one, this next comes from Mr. Alvarez. And it's, it is entitled, New Ideas in Comics. It says, good, e good evening, back to the bins. I am excited about a new comic. Marvel is giving the Punisher the War Machine suit. You know, I saw this, and I haven't read any about it, anything about it. Have you uh, picked anything up about this? No, I haven't, but then I'm very lax on new stuff. Mm. Have you, uh, well, I'll finish with the email in a second. Have you watched, uh, the? I just finished watching the Punisher on Netflix. 
oh oh I would highly it's it's it doesn't it doesn't even it didn't even need to be Frank Castle. It didn't even need to be the Punisher. It's that good of a it's a standalone. It doesn't really tie fully to Marvel. I mean it does a little bit into the Punisher mythos, but to the rest of Marvel it's not really there. I mean this could have been a very good drama, uh, just about post traumatic stress and, you know, people dealing with that. So I would highly recommend it. I'm not gonna say anything else because I don't want to spoil anything. So uh, we continue the email. It says, I saw this and, and felt like a 13-year-old again. I thought Frank Castle could no longer provide surprises and thrills, especially after runs from Ennis and Remender. I am actually looking forward to at least one of Marvel's legacy rebrandings, which is amazing with all the revamp stories, etc., that have been coming out and falling flat for me. What did you, what did you think was a cool comic book concept that you got excited about picking up a title? Uh, well, the first one, that, first one that pops to mind is uh, when they did X Factor, when it originally started, when they had the, the original X Men, but now they were pretending to be basically mutant busters, but they were actually catching mutants and then training them. You know, they were it was like a disguised front. I can tell you, I always had a little bit of a problem with that concept because I thought publicly they just, you know, prop, they they they. Keeping the uh, yeah, the keeping the area going right, which was kind instead of, I mean, of combating it right. I mean that whole thing. How long before that fell apart though? Wasn't that pretty much given up after about the time he lost his wings? What is that issue ten or thirteen? I don't remember. Or when he was not when he lost I his think wings. We did covered on this. Uh, yeah. Program. I mean, but that was an exciting. You know, it was oh my god! It was the return of the original X Men. Holy crap! Yeah, well, I found that exciting when it started. I also found the you know the new X Men when they first started that exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of a lot of my excitement, and I guess it falls in line with the Punisher thing. A lot of my excitement was with you know reboots. Now, when uh, you say the new X Men, are you talking about the Jim Lee, or are you talking about no, Patrick? no, no, not that. You're talking um, so about I'm, talk I'm talking about the Dave Cockrum, uh, Len Wein, oh, you know, that, Giant that, Size X-Men number one. book that was titled The New X-Men no. from like the mm, 2000s. But okay. you know, most of the times when I was excited, it was taking an old concept and just kind of giving it a new glossy coat of, coat of paint. You know, when the, when the uh, lineup would change in the Avengers. Or, right. Uh, I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of like when, they, when there was a new character that was introduced that I got excited about and more or less, I got excited. If I, if I did, it was more or less because of the hype, as opposed to a legitimate excitement on my own part. So I can't really point to too many of those. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, you know, when John Byrne came onto the FF, that was exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, when Will Simonson came onto Thor, I was not quite as familiar with Simonson, but I do remember it being, you know, seeming pretty exciting at the time. Along the same lines as like the Burn Fantastic Four. Those are times where I got excited about picking up the titles. So. Now, this isn't the first time that they've kind of rebranded the Punisher, though. I, I know at one point he was brought back from the dead and he was Frankencastle. Yeah, well, yeah, they had Frankencastle, they also had where he was like a demon hunter. Yeah, and then he was also. Two, di two different. Wasn't was it, uh, was it after the first Civil War he took on Cap's outfit? Kind of, uh, you know, like he had... I don't remember if he had a shield, but he kind of like had... He became the new Cap, but not, you know, not the Captain America, but he was had a, a Cap-type outfit. And then I think oh, somebody got pissed off about him, like beat the shit out of him because of it. From, But it's been a while since I read that, so... So, um, moving along. Moving along. We have one from Richard Shannon. Dear Paul Scott and Dr. Bill, I've enjoyed the Avengers saga you do in the Spotlight episodes very much. But since I became a listener, some of around 2011 2012, when you were covering the Under Siege story, was that that long ago? Wow. It can't be that long. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, if you haven't already done the 
once in a future Kang story, I'd appreciate it if you could enter it into the rotation of Avengers stories you have lined up in the spotlight. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested in covering that. I don't know when we're going to get to it, because we're going to still go for a while on the Celestial Madonna story. But, uh, yeah, mm, not, not, a bad, not a bad suggestion. What books does that take place in? Uh, I think it was in the uh, the reboot, the Kurt Busiak, George Perez reboot, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just pulled it up real quick. Oh, no, that looks like... Uh, or am I thinking of the wrong thing? I'm trying to find... Come on. Uh, give me the... Need the info. <laughs> I don't why everything's in, I must have clicked the wrong link, it's in Spanish. Let me try this. Issues. I got plenty. <laughs> oh, sorry. Peerless power of once in future king. Ah, oh, that's not too long after what we did. It says Avengers 269. Oh, so it's different than what I'm thinking of. That's fine still. Yeah, it's I'm, actually... I'm all, I'm all in on this. I got no problem. Because that's, uh... Mm, oh, that's right before the Under Siege. Yeah, because the Under Siege starts at, like, 273 or 274. When they, uh, 274 is when they beat the crap out of Herc. So I think 273 with the Black Knight on the cover is the, um, the start of that. So yeah, it was like a storyline just before that. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, we can get back to that. Unless I'm thinking of the wrong one, but we, we shall see. Alright, let's do it. Let's see. How has this arc been done? So now we are on uh, the DC multiverse from, again, from Mr. Socrates. Uh-oh. I think Russell and Kirk are getting a run for their money. We got new friends. That's right. What do we need? We got friends. It says, good evening, guys. I just got stuck on some DC. Oh, I think I almost said he just got stuck with. I just got stuck on some DC Comics science. I wanted your take on it. 52 stands for 52 Earths. Or 52 universes. I know Earth 1 and 2 have been referred to as parallel Earths, and flashes are able to bounce across by changing their vibrations. But Earth 3 is the antimatter universe, and a separate universe altogether, not just a different Earth. Are all the other parallel Earths different universes? I guess so, since they need to have different guardians of the universes for the various GLs. Uh, what do you think? Scott would know for sure. Yeah, sure he would. If he were here, he might. But unfortunately, Scott is on assignment. Uh, I honestly have to tell you, Socrates, I'm going to plead ignorance on this because I just don't know. Hmm. Earth 3 was the Animated Universe, I guess. Yeah. Well, they're all separate universes, not just Earths. Um, are all... The other parallel Earths, yes, I would say they're all different universes. So I guess so, since, and I don't know if they all had Guardians of the Universe in, in different, uh, you know, ones. Hmm. I don't know. The DC Universe has changed a lot, and I'm not up on the changes because I did. When Flashpoint started hitting, and ah, well, actually, Final Crisis, I kind of bailed out a little bit. I was there for 52, I was all into 52. But then, after that passed and things, we got the final crisis. Yeah, I didn't really. I'm not up on the DC universe anymore. I'm more up on the DC TV universe um, than anything else in DC, which I think you are as well, Paul. For the most part, Which that they seem to. That did you watch the Crisis on Earth X crossover? I think we talked about that, didn't we? On, yeah, I had not seen it last time we spoke, but I have seen it. Oh, what did you think? I liked it. I thought it was, it was enjoyable. It, was, it, it actually felt like a comic book. Yeah, it did. Well, and what was oh, weird is that they actually said that there was 53 Earths, because for some reason, Earth X 
you know, I guess because it was the evil universe or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, the, the Nazi uh, universe was it. The Nazi universe. I mean, yeah, there was some stuff that was crazy, but again, I kind of look at, especially Legends of Tomorrow, that's just a Silver Age comic book brought to the big screen. That you really, there's no point in even trying to, you know, logically, oh, well, that's kind of silly. You know, like, why did they have a giant Nazi painted wave rider? I just let that go. Why not? But, yeah, yeah, why not? Exactly. So, uh, all right. So, I guess you have the next one. Thank you for writing in, Mr. Alvarez. It would be next one is by a new person, Jack Vaughn. Mm. I don't think we've ever heard from Jack. Vaughn. Well, welcome Jack aboard. Bond. Welcome aboard, Jack. Thank you. And thank you for writing in before I even read your email. Now I'm going to read how much you hate us. What? <laughs> no, no. But it's just everyone saying, oh, thank you. And then he's going to be like, you guys suck. Um, you guys stink anyway, on ice. Jack's uh, email is titled, More Than You Ever Wanted to Know About Mantis. Although some of you already know more than you ever wanted to know about Mantis. Uh, Jack writes, I feel for Steve Englehart. I imagine the third and fourth tier MCU characters appear in the first draft of the script as Character A will do this, this, and this. Have the legal department send us a list of the names of our characters who remind them of this. <laughs> At least he hasn't seen the Guardians cartoon series. I can only imagine the marketing department went to the producers and said, this action figure isn't selling. Rename one of your recurring characters Mantis and draw it to look like this. At least we can wish him better luck with Willow. If Warner Brothers ever decides to adapt her or Lorelai, if Eclipse makes a movie, yeah, Eclipse makes a movie deal for the Scorpio Rosebook. I had to research to make that crack, but it was worth it. I hope so for the people who know anything about uh, Lorelai and Eclipse and Scorpio Rose. Oh, I thought he was saying Lorelai from uh, um, the Thor comic, who was the Enchantress's uh, sister, but I, different different character. Never mind. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so, Mantis' well. green recoloring was actually done by Englehart in his early issues of Silver Surfer. She could communicate with and control plants and travel the universe by having plants on planets she wanted to be to grow a body, yeah. To grow a body for her mind to inhabit. Because when you have an underdefined character, adding some non-thematic powers will help, right? Marshall Rogers drew her antennae as bug-like if anyone but in issue 7, when a plant body is growing and the hair is still short, they aren't in evidence. I'm looking at Englehart's Avengers Celestial Quest, still pre-Guardians, I think, and the art shows Mantis wearing an M-shaped headdress in metallic gold with metallic gold whip antennas coming out of it. I'll have to read it to see what's up with that. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you read it, let us know. Because <laughs> well, I'm totally unfamiliar with that stuff. I kind of remember when she was paired with Silver Surfer. And I kind of forgot that she could travel. Like, all, you know how they have... Um, what is it, like a 3D printer, but yet she was, mm -hmm. you know, to where you can print something based on, you know, based on a computer file, like you could fax it and it could come out in a 3D printer at the other end, you know, in plastic or whatever. This kind of like a 3D printing for plants. She could, re she could replicate herself, I guess, via plant modems or something, the planter net. Yes. The planter net. Yeah, that's it. Interplanetary planter net. Blah. That's a mouthful. Well, thank you, Mr. Bond, if that is your real name. Uh, next one, you, you kind of let Socrates down this next one, though. Why did I let him down? Read the email. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, guys, where are the two shops? Dr. Bill mentioned in this week's show, uh, my wife is taking the kids for a weekend trip next month, and I just wanted to go through back issues, bins in peace. Hmm. And considering that this was in September, October 1st, uh, oh no, actually, excuse me, September 30th, Yeah, well, I would uh, say you've let him down. 
Well, it was probably Yancey Street and uh, Emerald City and some of you guys have mixed reviews. I say you've got to get the, some of those shops when there's a good sale. Um, there's one that's not a good sale. They suck. Hey, 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 hey. Easy now. Easy trigger. Oh, speaking of uh, new books and my LCS, um, you read, uh, you know, Marvel 2 and 1 just relaunched. I did see that. I have not read the book. I picked that up. I, I liked it. It's got Johnny and Ben, basically, because I guess uh, I'm, I'm st I've got a big gap in what's been going on, but I, well, I don't know. I mean, do you know what, what happened to the rest of the FF? I thought they went exploring through the universe or something. I didn't think. I thought they did kind of split up. Well, no, but apparently in this book, do you want me to say anything? Yeah, they basically say that the rest of them are dead, but I thought they just went off exploring, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. It was interesting. And Johnny is supposedly losing his powers. Yeah, well, you, you know all of that stuff is temporary anyway, especially now that Marvel... Especially now well, that, yeah. Now that Marvel owns, uh, owns Fox. Yeah. I mean, not the Marvel owns Fox, Disney I wonder how they're going to integrate the Fantastic Four, because they, you know, unless they're going to, like, retroactively make them kind of like they did with Ant-Man, like, you know, they were in the past, maybe they've been lost, now they'll pop back up. Where we get a good I, see, I, I, I think they should scramble to get them into Infinity Core. Mm, well, maybe they will do. Who, who, who knows? I wonder who will, who would who who could they cast nowadays as Doctor Doom? A good Doctor Doom. They can't do any worse than they've done so far. <laughs> the best the best Doctor Doom so far was in that. Uh, what was the uh, the one uh, the, the real cheap one? Oh, the Roger Corman one. Well, you didn't like Julian... Oh, he was horrible. Oh, you know, he's in Runaways, too, by the way. He was horrible. Oh, that reminds me. There's be a new issue of... Uh, not a new, new issue. A new ep episode of Runaways is on Hulu today. So I have to kiss that. forgot that was on. I highly recommend Runaways. If anybody has Hulu, go watch it. It's good. Comes out on Tuesdays. Um, I haven't seen any of that yet. Yeah, some of the other ones in Tampa, comic book store-wise, uh, every July, the Green Shift Comics has a big sale. Um, all back issue bins under $10 or a dollar. My LCS runs that often at Yancey Street. They moved out of the Gulfview Square Mall across the street, um, which the mall is a dying... It's a dying... Entity, and I feel like uh, Kirk, let it die. No. <laughs> yeah. Why? What did I say? Uh, I said, I said, oh, what? You said you feel like Kirk. I, I, first, I thought you meant Greenfield. Oh, no, no. Speaking of home, oh, our, well, our next you email. You're a Segway master. What can I tell you? I have skills. Mad skills, man. <laughs> So the next email is from Kirk, and the subject is Thing vs. Hulk Throwdown Show. Hey, Paul, Scott, and Dr. Bill. If you should want to dust off that idea for a look at Great Hulk vs. Thing battles, I'm up for it. Considering my era was FF 1 through 128 or so, the, the one that really resonates with me is FF number 25, The Battle of the Century. By my count, the Hulk only shows up three times during this period. FF 12 where they barely cross paths at the end. FF2526, which is the second half of the Avengers' Hunt for Hulk storyline. Then FF112, which is pretty much a one-shot slugfest. Yeah, I like that issue, though. Uh, there's probably something else around Hulk 152 in the trial of the Hulk, but that's not really a fight. If you want to do such a show, I'd speak for FF25, as I know it the best and had it in my original collection from 1966 onward. I think I could point out a couple of significant features of the tale. I can't do this with the others over the decades, as I missed virtually all of them. Let me know your intern, Kirk. Well, uh, I still like the idea of that show, but I don't know if we're ever going to get around to doing it. So, uh, we'll let you know. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to think of Hulk versus Thing, throw down. Some of the more My personal favorite is uh, 
Giant Size Superstar is number one. Superstar. Just one of my favorite books ever. I've mentioned that one in the past. Well, next we have an email from Robert Ludwig, which I believe he's written before. I believe. I'm such I a think bad he has, host. but I do have such a bad host. I, I, do, I do have a very selective one. <laughs> and the subject Sorry. is Happy 300th Episode, as I say, like Frosty. Mm-hmm. says, Hi, Dr. Bill and the others. <laughs> kind of like Dr. T and the women, but different. Uh-huh. First, I want to say happy 300th episode of BTTB. I have been listening since, geez, sometime early in the Scott Gardner, Michael Bailey era. It's pretty bad that now we're broken up into eras. Our whole career is an era. I came to the show and the TTF Network, thanks to Mike being on the Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast, then through his own views from the Longbox show, um, and that's kind of funny because that's often how it's like a gateway drug. You get into one podcast and then you try others and then you kind of settle into like your drug that your your drug of choice. Whoops, I guess that's not really a good metaphor to have with my son in the room. Just keep playing your game, Ben. Don't listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Just petty your papers. Anyway. Katie was the one yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Just shh, shh. I think what caught my attention the most was when Scott and Chris we're on and talked about doing a Tron commentary. I love that movie, and so does my now 10-year-old son. He was introduced to Tron when Tron Legacy came out, and I wanted him to know where it all started. Anyway, I started listening to everything on the network, and soon found myself loving the regular comics-related shows the best, Comics Monthly Monday and Back to the Bins. Each had its own merits, but I found learning about some older books and characters was really enjoyable. I look forward to the weekly Back to the Bins download, being disappointed when there wasn't one. Well, that must have been prior to Paul. Oh, wait, there we go. However, <laughs> thanks to Paul, I don't have to be disappointed anymore. And sometimes me, I help too. I keep it going. And <laughs> Bill, I'm out of town. Bill, I'm going to be in Jamaica. Bill, I'm going to be here. Okay, okay. I notice you don't ever ask Paul. I mean, uh, Scott. <laughs> anyway, one of the great things is where life gets in the way of, uh, of podcast listing Back to the Bin can be backlogged. I sometimes find I have five to six shows in backlog, and then I try to find ways to listen. I can usually catch up within a couple of weeks, then I stay weekly, then I get behind and repeat. Anyway, I just wanted to again say happy 300th and keep them coming. Second, I want to second Trennis Magnus's statement about being able to listen to this show and feeling like you're hanging out with old friends. While I have met Scott back in 2013 on a trip to Walt Disney World, I really only know everybody from the shows they're on. But having listened this long and responding uh, responding to questions that are asked but you can't hear, that, uh, responding, it always feels comfortable queuing up a Back to the Bins episode. So thank you again. Third, speaking of Walt Disney World, I wrote back in June that my family was going, oh, okay, so he that's right, he did. Yes, never mind. I was going to take a trip in early December to Walt Disney World. Oh, unfortunately, that trip has been canceled, postponed. Which we were a little late in getting to this email, too. So, in May, oh, in, in way, May, my wife was diagnosed with AML, a type of leukemia. However, the doctor had said that if the treatment goes as planned with a little wiggle room, we should be able to take that trip. Well, there were some hiccups along the way. The good news is that my wife is cancer-free. Well, that's great. I mean, I, my mom had uh, breast cancer, and she's uh, free now. And I'm not, I know you've had, in your family, bouts with cancer, Paul. Um, she's free right now with complete remission. However, due to those hiccups, including liver problems, we had to make the decision to cancel the trip for this year, postponing until 2019. This gives our family something to look forward to during these next two years, as if the, as if the leukemia comes back uh, or if if the leukemia, it would happen in that time based upon what the doctor has said about a particular classification of AML. While we are disappointed not being able to go this year, especially my son and I, we have something to look forward to in the future. We choose we chose 2019 since hopefully Star Wars Land will be up up by late that year. Yeah! I hope we'll so. See. Well, and I hope your wife stays free of her cancer too. Uh, lastly, Dr. Bill... 
you are such a great guy. Okay, I am kissing up to you again. But really, you're all great. Dr. Bill with his humor, Scott with his knowledge, and Paul with always ensuring that ensuring I have a new back to the bins every week. Okay. Paul for being evil retentive. <laughs> okay, that is not really all you are great at, but Paul, you are just the rock of the show. Keep People say that about my head. <laughs> keep reading those bins episodes, and I will keep listening. Thank you. Robert Lugwood, Nevada, Iowa. Nevada, Thank you Iowa. very much for the email, Robert. It's all very nice. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll speak on behalf of all three of us and say that we really appreciate your uh, your loyalty and your uh, support. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Robert. Oh, I see why you took this one. I had no... There was, there was no, uh, no forethought. Oh, yeah, right. So the next one is also from Robert, and it starts, Dr. Bill is wrong. <laughs> Scott's middle name. Actually, normally my, my MO would be to have you read the one saying, oh, you're wrong. Because <laughs> I enjoy making you suffer through emails like that. But I, I will read this one because it is my turn. Hi, Binzers. I was just listening to episode 302, The Salem Witch Riots. I have not quite got. I have not quite gotten to the book synopsis, but I just had to write in and tell the great Dr. Bill that unfortunately he is wrong. Just let that sink. If you are paying for something, you cannot get a part of it for free. If the new Star Trek is on Netflix, you are paying for it to be on Netflix. Therefore, you are paying for it. Just not paying more for it. However, discussion about if it was free or not kept me entertained because it was like it was like us doing who's on first all over again well and then it was my whole point about the whole the whole drive of the bit <laughs> oh and why is there even a mystery as to what scott Gardner's middle name is we all know it starts with an h years ago on hey kids comics and andy Leyland surmised that the h must stand for howdy I believe Scott was even on that episode or wrote in soon after to agree to it. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, it is Scott Howdy Gardner, which seems to fit since he often says Howdy on the show. So he's like Groot. He just howdy. says his name. <laughs> howdy. I am Howdy. Howdy. Anyway, just a couple of random thoughts. Keep up the great work. And Dr. Bill, don't let one time mistake get you down. We know how great you are. Later, Robert Ludwig, Nevada, Nevada Iowa. Uh, you know, Robert, you, you say you listen often, but if you think Dr. Bill's only made one mistake, hey. clearly you haven't listened that much. P.S. Did Dr. Bill take Scott and Paul to the bed and breakfast previously discussed on the show? Just had to ask. We did not go to a bed and breakfast. In fact, if my memory is correct, breakfast... Uh, the actual cooking of the breakfast was done by me because these two guys were so lame they didn't know how to make eggs. Well, I know how to make eggs. <laughs> what was that? It's Matthew coming home and talking to the dog. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. Uh, hey, it was. I supplied the bed. You you cooked the breakfast. Called my house. Did we, talk about, did we talk about a bed and breakfast, or were we just joking about our, my house? I don't know. I, I, think, I think we were just joking about your house. Uh, let's see now. What do we got here? Another email? Oh, I got it. Oh, it's from, from Jack Bond. Jack Bond again. Hey. I listened to your podcast during the day before... Oh, I, wait. <laughs> I read that too fast. <laughs> All right. I'll read what it says, and I'll read what I read it as in my head. I listened to your podcast during the day before going to Ragnarok. I read it as if I listened to your podcast during the day before going to Bangkok. One night in Bangkok. Makes a hard man humble. You, you elevate the movies. Hulk heads on sticks from something. No, I can't read it. You elevated the movies. Hulk's heads on sticks from something that would have passed over me to something worth a chuckle. Jack. Yeah, and, and what's what's amusing to me about that is we had no idea that was going to be in the movie, and and we were making fun of it in the book, and then but it, when I saw it in the movie, I, I also chuckled. <laughs> yep. 
See, uh, sometimes we're, we're dead on the money. Clairvoyant. Yep. Let's see. Moving on again. Secret, Secret identity. identity by Socrates. Now we're up to November, so we're getting there. Yeah, we're, we're almost there. Good afternoon, Bill. Wait a minute, this is my... Oh, wait, that's right, this is yours. <laughs> I was thinking about secret identities last night. Today's media seems to be exposing all types of private behavior or secrets of individual citizens all the time. I'm not asking about our right to privacy, but I remember once believing that superheroes could maintain a secret identity. Now I'm not so sure. I think some heroes could maintain it, while others could not. What do you think? Uh, I think it would be really, really difficult. Yeah. And... I'm not Especially quite ready to call it. recognition and... Yeah. And, and, and security cameras like all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not quite ready to call it, you know, 1984 Big Brother is watching because in theory these people are, you know, they're vigilantes and they're working outside of the law. So, you know, I could see the government having a right to try and monitor them, monitor them and see where they're going, what they're doing and I am the decide whether or not there's a problem. Was that Judge Dredd? Yeah, but it kind of came I out like Arnold. Arnold Law. There we go. That's more like a Stallone. Um, well, any other question begs that to be asked is if, if they want to make themselves public, like, um, you know, then you run the risk of your, you, you have to pretty much be a single guy with, you know, like an orphan. With no attachments to anybody because they would constantly be in danger. You would have to have no friends. Danger, though, you, you would have to be the Punisher, basically. You know, again, back to being a vigilante. So, so yeah, I, I don't think it would be very, very hard. Or they would have to be like, um, you know, kind of like they did with the Avengers Initiative, you know, with a state sponsored. But even that has dark undertones that maybe we really don't want to have. You know, you might need an actual independent hero group and not one controlled by the government. Conspiracy, conspiracy. Okay, move on to the next one? Yes. And it's from some guy called Russell Bragg. Jeez. This guy has a... We get through this without a Russell League Hi guys, and this is from Back to the Bins 307, Justice League Score, Part 1. Hi guys, great episode as always. As I write this, I have just started listening to Part 2 of the Justice League Score. I am glad Scott got to be a part of this, even though I figured he'd never get near the movie. <laughs> um, we didn't go to see it. I think if Amanda had wanted to, I probably would have. Once it comes on FX or HBO or something, I might see it. I just catch it on Redbox. That's cheaper than either of those. And it'll be here quicker than waiting for cable or for uh, for uh, FX. So I'm having a hard time getting past the look of the Flash. His costume is comical at best. I don't like it. Compared to the TV version, it's very amateur looking. Mm. I mm. agree that I didn't care for this. Well, I still haven't seen the movie. But judging from the, I mean, just judging from the stills, I like the TV version better myself. Uh -huh. um, Russell says, I still have problems with the TV costume not having the yellow boots, but it's that it's much closer to the comic book. Yeah. As for my history with the, with the Justice League of America, like many people, mine probably goes back to the Super Friends cartoons. Yay! especially in the later years when just about all of the JLA was depicted. Going up against the Legion of Doom, I came across the Filmation Justice League cartoons much later. Too bad there were only three episodes. I love that Bud Collier, the voice of Clark Kent Superman on the radio, was once again the voice of Superman. Of course, I love the later animated iteration of the Justice League, too, with Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, those are pretty cool. I like those. Um, all of those have I, I have on DVD. Ooh, yeah, Russell's one up me, and can enjoy them whenever I want to. Comic book wise, my first issues of the Justice League of America was 171 and 172. This was a JLA JSA crossover. In my current collection, I am trying to obtain the entire series. 
Yeah, I've started that trek myself recently. Maybe I'll have another 40 years to complete that. <laughs> uh, I have all 10 of the Justice League archives, which collects the Brave and the Bold 28 to 30, and Justice League of America 1 through 92. Wow. I still have a long way to go until I, I can complete the series. But that's the fun of collecting, I guess. You are right. On to the comics. Paul brought Justice League of America 168, and Bill brought 194. Drat! I really thought I had them both. Paul's synopsis sounded familiar, but I don't have that comic book. Bill's, I do. I remember originally getting it off the stands when it came out in 1981. I pretty much only remembered Superman being aged. Uh, when you guys went through it, the whole story came back to me. Bill asked a question about secret identities being public. Wow, deja vu. John Stewart, Green Lantern, came to mind. The Fantastic Four, Bruce Banner as the Hulk, and Captain America. Well, but Bruce Banner wasn't really his own choice. Those other people, it was their choice to go public. Although I'm not sure when Cap's ID was exposed in the comics. Wasn't he, um... Wasn't he... Was he exposed? Was he... That wasn't a like a modern era thing, was it? When he was in the Avengers, when he came back? Yeah, I don't think he was... I don't think his, his identity was known when he was in uh, World War II. Yeah, I don't think so either. There may be in fact, I, I, I think even in the modern books, or the you know, Silver Age books, he still had a secret identity for the most part. Yeah. Although it was frequently known. Hmm. I think, but I don't think the general public knew his name. I mean, I know... Hmm. Just trying to think of when he did go public. I want to say it was in somewhere in the late 100s, the early 200s, or I could be totally off on that. Um, I'm honestly not sure. Hmm. I think they did a couple of, you know, like a. Uh, everybody knows. Well, we're gonna, re, re, you know, we're gonna. Yeah. Change. We're gonna change that and come up the way for them not to know. Let's red con. Uh, says there may be more, and I may be wrong with the above list since I'm not well, well versed in today's comics. I guess I'll end there. Whenever I get part two finished, I'll email in again. Thanks for another. And bada bing, we got the next one. Thanks for another great episode, Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Presents show, except for the one show that we took over for you a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Moving on from there, Russell Bragg. Hi guys, finished listening yesterday, and I thought I'd better write quickly before the hustle and bustle of the season gets to me. Hooray! I have both comics talked about this time. Paul brought Justice League. Of America 173 and Scott brought Justice League of America 189. I also have the conclusion issue of 190. You guys were right, 190's cover is better. Dr. Bill, you were missed. Black Lightning was in 173. I always liked that character, but only knew him from books like this or World's Finest. I didn't know any, about any of his own comic stories until I got the Black Lightning trade paperback that contains Black Lightning 1 through, 1 through 11. Cancelled Comics Cavalcade number one and World's Finest number 260. Were you guys going to watch the CW Black Lightning show? Yeah. I've given all the other programs a shot, so I'll probably watch it. I like the costume, a bit of humor for me. I was shouting at my iPod when you guys couldn't remember Black Lightning's secret identity. Uh, and yeah, I'll probably give the show a shot also. Red Tornado was mentioned, but I can't remember why. Another character I really like. Did you see him during season one of Supergirl? During the first Christmas episode I did for a DC Comics Presents show, Cheap Punk, I covered Justice League of America 110. Red Tornado got him, got his more famous red costume as a Christmas present. It's also the issue where Hal Jordan slips on a piece of soap, knocking himself out, allowing John Stewart on a JLA adventure. I don't know why I added this tidbit. Just thought you'd want to know when Tornado switched from his maroon and purple duds to his dashing new red and blue costume. I gave you my JLA history last time, so I won't rehash it. I think I always loved comics like JLA, Brave and the Bold, and World's Finest because you seem to get more bang for your buck, or 35 or 40 cents. <laughs> more characters, team-ups, etc. is what I liked then and still do. Guess I'll end there for now. Thanks for this trip down memory lane, and I look forward to the next episode. 
Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia, host of the DC Comics Presentation. Yeah, I agree with everyone. <laughs> you did it back to Bill? Yep, 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 sorry, sorry. Had a, uh, run a, I had a, I had a interruption, sorry about that. Um, my, my experience with Black Lightning was, um, in Batman and the Outsiders is where I first was introduced to the character. Um, and then the... Uh, what did you think of the Red Tornado in uh, Crisis on Earth X? Do you think he was done better, portrayed better there I, than he was on Supergirl? I didn't think so, actually. I really? I thought I he, like, because then his, his whole body spun on, on, on the back end. Didn't it only his legs spin on Supergirl to propel him? Like, he actually looked like the Red Tornado. I honestly don't recall. I just, I, I, uh, I just, I, when I saw him in the Crisis episodes, I just didn't, I don't know, there didn't seem to be enough emphasis on him. He didn't hmm. seem all that important to me. Well, just recently, I found, I also found, um, it's been bugging me for years. I knew I had an issue of the JLA when I was a kid, but I, it was like the first JLA book I had read. And of course, it's over on the other side of the room, but it's like 118 or 121. And I remembered it had the red tornado and it had so and it had Aquaman in, in a wheelchair. And I that was in the dollar bin at my LCS. So I just picked that up because it was like these these red creature things that were like attaching on the people and trying to t not not Starro but these other alien like symbiote things. And um, it's got like the the black canary on the cover with like she's on a crutch. Um, and that, I believe, was my first JLA comic. It was like 118 or 121. Saw so, so, so somewhere around there. So that's a. Uh... Oh, another quick question for you. Did you did you by any chance get a package today? Not today. All right, it must be coming soon because it said it was going to be delivered to 26. But uh, I got your package. Uh, obviously, you knew that. We 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 found some. Paul found some books I needed, and I found some books in my collection, and also. At, at a sale that I sent to, I sent to him. So he should be getting those soon. Maybe we'll talk about it on a future show or a past show, depending on when you hear this. Although this is a New Year's one, so we'll see. So no, I uh, I think we're all, we're all caught up on our regular mail, unless we look at Avengers mail. But maybe we'll save that That's for our next it. Avengers show. You can do that. We'll make this a relatively short New Year's episode. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! Oh, any any comic New Year's resolutions? Um. Well, I find I'm spending more on comics, but although I don't, maybe I'm not because uh, you know the Avengers are going like weekly. Basically, they canceled all the various Avengers titles, like Occupy Avengers, Uncanny Avengers, USA Avengers. And now they're basically going weekly, and it's all going to be labeled the Avengers. So, I was going to say I'm going to try not to spend more on comics, but maybe I'm going to be spending the same. I'm picking up Marvel 2 and 1, and Iron Man. So, right now I'm only collecting Iron Man, Avengers, and Marvel 2 and 1. And if the FF ever comes back out, I'll pick up the FF again, too. I got to think it's going to be, it's going to be back in the not-too-distant yeah, I can't get sucked back into the X Men though. I just can't. I can't afford it. I'm only I'm, I'm gonna probably stick with my, uh, you know, just going really after old issues. Oh, uh, that well, doesn't I'm, mean there won't be. I'm the still occasional... doing that too, but but I wanna. The Avengers I got to keep up with because I got them all, and I've got a lot of the FF and a lot of the Iron Man books. So that's why I'm kind of I'm all caught up with those to, to modern day to way back, so I'm keeping up with those as my core sets, and I'm plugging away at other things here and there, so, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll continue my effort to close out some of the earlier, you know, the Bronze Age series that I'm going after, and, you know, some of them I'm close, so, 
You got three tunes of Dracula coming your way in the mail. Ooh, ooh. I, that one I have a lot to fill in yet, though. I probably need about a good 30 issues to fill out this. They were on, like, uh, my LCS's eBay store. They had them on there for, oh, God knows how long, for like five bucks a piece. And then I went over there and I just, like, looked at a certain section in the dollar books. And that's where I found my. My JLA books and a bunch and a, a bunch of Marvel two 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 and one books, and I was like, "Oh, hey, look at this! Oh, two of Dracula." And that's 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 when I got on the phone to you. Hey, 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 do you need this? <laughs> I don't have your list. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, for for a dollar, you can't go wrong with a Bronze Age, especially it was like uh, like eleven twenty something. Yeah. So. But yeah, I'm, I mean, um, thank you very much. Tom. Uh, oh, and thank you for the books you sent me. Um, some early F, FS that's pushing me back further. You know, that puts you know puts my collection that much further back now. Which I got to ask you, since we're here, I think you sent me an FF one hundred and five, and I think I have that already. I don't know what happened with that. I might. Well, you know what? If you find a good home for it there, you know, maybe Scott needs it or something. Else. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to ask him, or if anybody else needs it, you know, send it to the show. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any other New Year's re resolutions, except, uh, wondering how long we'll be able to keep riding this comic wave, waiting for Infinity War. Hope it's going to be good. Yeah, oops. Black Panther, hoping that's going to be good. Wonder when there's going to be a Black Widow movie. We shall see. I think there's got to be coming soon. You gotta get caught up on Agents of Shield. Have you been watching that? No. Uh, did you watch last season? Yes. Okay, just haven't watched any new stuff. Yeah. All right, come on, get on that, buddy. Jump I up. will do my best. So, uh, well, I, everybody, I hope you have a good, good. Uh, you had a good holiday season, and I hope the new year is good for you. Good in your and collecting. And uh, we will see you. In 2018, be there or be nowhere. Oh. Happy New Year, Paul. Merry Christmas, Paul. Good night, John. Boy. You're supposed to say Merry Christmas, John. Oh. So this is Christmas. Wait, no. Whatever. Say good night, right, Paul. <laughs> good night, Paul. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Good night, Mr. Robinson. <laughs>